Blog Talk Radio. again, Wednesday. I can't believe it, but it's Wednesday again, and uh, this is Anne and Hart in Southern Arizona welcoming you to Dr. Catherine E. May's uh, every weekly Wednesday call with Mother, Father, God, and Cosmic Guests, which are usually a surprise to us, and uh, we're going to see what Catherine has to say about that in just a second. And, Catherine, I've got your line open. I found you. I, had an, I know you're traveling, and I had enough sense to look back and see what number you called me on. <laughs> so you're live and open. And, uh, Hi, Anne. Well, no, I'm not traveling. I'm just having trouble with my Internet connection. Oh, okay, okay. Couldn't well, get, I couldn't get online. For some reason, oh, so oh, gee. I called Anne and told her she was going to have to run the panel for me. So there she is, and I thank <laughs> you for that. It's lovely to have, you know, two people who know how to do the same thing. <laughs> so if we have an emergency, well, you we covered can... for me too. It seems like there's always something that happens, um, uh, but we always overcome it, don't we, Catherine? So. Mm-hmm. Find a way. Um, well, you're 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 safe at home in High Falls then, just on a different phone number than I'm used to. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm on my landline, <clears throat> but unfortunately, there's I don't know. Some we were on the com- on the computer earlier today, and there weren't problems. But mm-hmm. we have had another big snowstorm. So who knows? Oh, what- gee. The reception. Well, I, I think reception. I think that bad stuff is behind us. They said that uh, uh, that uh, Prime Creator allowed it to happen once, just so we would have the evidence. But I don't think we're going to be deluged with it. In fact, I saw a recent one since then where New York got snow and it was good old fashioned snow again. Oh, I hope so. so. I haven't been out to test this new batch. Your other we one haven't started bad, shoveling huh? yet, but the drifts in my driveway are above our heads. Oh, for <laughs> heaven's sake! Yes. Oh, it, my there goodness. has been so much snow here; it's just unbelievable. And we're, and we're having a false spring. Everything is starting to come out and bloom, and we're afraid mm. we can still have a freeze here. But windows and doors are wide open, and. It's like summer in the 70s and 80s in February, oh which is 
totally unusual. We're all afraid that things will venture out too early and then get hit by a hard freeze. So we're kind of holding our breath over at this end of the country here in Arizona. So, Well, let me introduce well, you, go. Catherine. We're just presuming everybody knows. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Dr. May has been a practicing clinical psychologist for over 35 years in the New York City and High Falls, New York areas. She's practicing now directly from her home after several months of extensive travel, and it's good to be home again. So uh, Catherine is, uh, is, of course, quite more than a practicing clinical psychologist. You wouldn't duplicate her in any other one with those same credits because Catherine also, after a period of 40 years of intensive study, Uh, with a man that she knew as Amos, uh, mastered what is known as the visual centering uh, technique, which is very unique, and all the other students just couldn't stay with it. Catherine persevered and mastered it and is now even teaching it in her workshops. And she's got some works. If you're in the New York area, uh, go to her website, whoneedslight.org, whoneedslight.org. Dot org and check because uh, there's a workshop coming up both this weekend at her home and another we- the next weekend in Plattsburgh, New York. So um, the workshops fill up fast. Take a look, save your place, and get an opportunity to experience Dr. May as she brings through these uh, wonderful cosmic masters that we don't even know. Um, that's why she is has, is so versatile and able to bring in these masters so easily because of the visual centering technique that um, the man known as Amos Tour, who taught her for 40 years, when he passed, she was able to contact him, asked him what his cosmic identity was, and learned that this was Sanat Kumara, who had been working with her patiently. So we have quite a gem here in Dr. Catherine E. May. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Catherine. Do you have any idea who's going to be joining us today? Oh, I do. Well, thank you for that glittering introduction. My goodness. <clears throat> and I should Well, add... we all love you, and we're, we all are very grateful for all those years that you put in never dreaming that you would be broadcasting to thousands of people using this technique. So we're very grateful, Catherine. Well, thanks. Um, I should mention that uh, we called off uh, an event we had scheduled last week, and it looks like we're going to have to do the same this week. There is no place to park anywhere within a quarter of a mile of my house. Oh, for so. We can't possibly host uh, a visual centering session here. Oh, gee. Yeah, I kept thinking it was going to get better, but it just keeps getting worse. So the the parking area is barely enough for two cars to turn around, and we have three here already with my uh-huh. tenant. And yeah, know, so so it doesn't. I mean, it seems ridiculous to have to call off a workshop because there's no place to park. But the roads here are just terrible. So, you know, unless we have 80-degree weather, even then I don't think it would melt fast enough. Yeah, because so it starts on what, Friday? And this is, this is Wednesday and it starts on Friday? 
Yes. Oh, gee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to make room for even two cars here. And there's, you know, they plow the roads so we can get in and out, but you can't pass. And there's no way to park. You're sort of back in the mountains, aren't you, Catherine? Kind of in a natural area. I'm actually at the end of a dead-end road. And I'm very fortunate that the town, it's considered a public road. And I have this agreement with the town that they can turn around in my driveway. (laughs) Oh, really? They didn't have to twist my arm to get me to agree to that one. So they plow (laughs) my road and plow right into my driveway. But they don't, you know, when there's enormous amounts of snow, they don't do a fabulous job. But Mm -hmm. it is passable. So even though... Yesterday it took us a half hour to get up the hill. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh my. We're here, and we're kind of snuggled in, and it doesn't look like, you know, we're going to be doing a workshop this weekend. But next weekend we're we're keeping Plattsburgh on the the schedule. Well, I better put up a canceled, uh, canceled due to heavy snow. Yeah, yeah. On your website. Okay, I'll do that. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. So sorry to do that. I always try to wait till the last minute, but we've today was another big, you know, another foot of snow on top of the car. Mm. So okay. I can't barely even the poor the, my poor little pup went out oh, yeah. today and <laughs> he walks out onto the porch and looks around and looks at me. You know? <laughs> What's going on out here? I shoveled a few steps down for him, but it was so deep. He stands on his hands when he gets into the deep snow. He has to walk on his hands, so he only has to put two paws in the snow. Oh, for heaven's sake. It's very funny to watch. Anyway, I'll answer your question. I have been told, tonight we will hear from... Mother God, and St. Germain. Oh, okay. And I don't know if there are others who are Mm -hmm. going to ask to join us. Um, I should ask you, I'm sitting next to the place where the furnace comes in. Is that a problem, the sound? Do you hear? No, your sound is clear. Okay. Your sound is very clear, Uh uh-huh. Okay, good. All right. So Mother God is coming, and I had a number of requests from people saying, we miss Mother God. Where is she? How come we haven't heard from her for several (laughs) weeks? So she said she will come. And St. Germain, who has updates for us. So that should be pretty interesting. And then maybe we'll have for questions. Well, wouldn't that be nice? That would be a nice mm-hmm. surprise to be able to take questions. Uh, they're starting to show up already, and mm-hmm. uh, usually people are disappointed, so we might be able to have a wonderful question and answer period. Okay. Um, also, I should announce our our workshop with Sananda this Sunday. Oh, yes, let's. 
I will be sending out an announcement to the people who have signed up for the mm-hmm. messages, the Mother, mm-hmm. Father, God, and Sananda messages. So I'll I'll send out a description, and and it'll also be on Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're going to have such a fascinating time. I was told last night was very interesting. Some nights, if I'm not sleeping deeply, I hear a lot from the other side. And last night, about three or four different times, I heard Sananda playing his current favorite tune and was wide awake, so I asked him, you know, what? what is it? He said, mm-hmm. well, I'm thinking about our workshop. And first he said, I, I want to keep the format where some people call in, and that's okay for healings. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to the Arcturian ship because that's a really good place, and we've done good work there. But then he, next time he came back and he said, you know, I think we should vary that. I think that each week we will go to a different retreat to visit an Ascended Master. Oh, how interesting. And, of course, my first thought was, well, Sanat Kamara has a retreat called Shambhala. Uh-huh. Would be very interesting to go visit him there. Mm-hmm. And he said he will introduce the master who who lives at that retreat or, you know, whose retreat it is. We'll go there to learn the special healing techniques of that master. And we'll still do... We'll still do the some of the healing, but it will also be a teaching for Ascension yeah. program. So Sananda's working out the program, and he's, you know, we'll just announce where we're going and what it's going to be, and it should mm. be incredible. Oh. So maybe we'll go visit the Crystal um, City over Sedona. Yeah. And... Um, St. Germain's retreat in Wyoming called the Crystal oh, Cave. Yes. Oh, yeah. That sounded interesting. And maybe Lady Fortune's retreat. Uh-huh. We'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. there's there's one that um, Sananda and, and Lady Nada have in the mm-hmm. Middle East. So Yeah, there is one in Persia somewhere. Mhm. So this is a brand new program designed by Sananda. What so a great I'm idea! To be mm-hmm. able to. What time is it going to be, Catherine? What time? Tell it's, everybody. It'll be one o'clock Eastern time on okay. Sunday. Okay. 1 that works for you. Yeah, that'll work for me, and I'll start uh, promoting it ahead of time so people can uh, make plans. I sent you an email, but I know how many emails you get. Oh, I, <laughs> I am so swamped, and, I, you know, I just it, <laughs> I can't even explain it. But um, anyway, I, I'll, get, I'll, I'll catch up. I, I, there's a lot that I haven't been oh, you able won't. to. <laughs> we never catch up. <laughs> 
I haven't. Well, I mean, we had I'd Peter's call, you know, last night. We had the many of one call last night. Oh, yes. And um, and then uh, tomorrow, Quasar and Zarea are going to be taking your Thursday slot. So I have to get ready for that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. My so, goodness. Are you doing all four radio shows, five radio shows? Well, I would need to get the posting up. Uh, uh, Peter does the show, you know. I just run the panel, and it'll be the same, but I have to be there. And the uh, same thing for Quasar and Zarea. Um, it'll oh be their God. show, uh-huh, but I'll be running the panel. And I would never want to miss your show, and certainly not Sananda's. So, what you know, it's just the way it's evolving. You just go with the flow, that's all. Oh, my gosh. And are you still going to do the Saturdays, even though? Every other Saturday. Oh, yeah, that feels that feels it. But I still got Fridays and Mondays. Monday, Catherine. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, you know, if if it's evolving, it's evolving. We don't want to stop. And, you know, I just believe we are so close to the landings and the, the – mm-hmm. um, the announcements right. and then the worldwide teachings from the galactics that you know we're gonna we're gonna change hats you and I we're gonna be doing something different our websites won't hold a candle to what the galactics will be teaching so yes well may it be soon because we're making <laughs> some pretty serious long-term commitments here <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how on earth you're going to um, to manage this. I just can't even well, imagine. Well, I, I have a hard time keeping up with the emails. So that just so people don't think I'm ignoring them, I'm if you know, and of course keeping the postings and all Tony's updates. You know, those those are minute by minute sometimes, and they're getting yeah. exciting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, well, honey, it's my life. It's 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 it. You know, my husband passed away ten years ago. I, if if he were still here now, he'd probably be wanting to pass away. So I guess he. <laughs> so I have plenty of time, and uh, there's nothing oh, I'd rather put my time into. One week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to um, send out a little plea to the audience. To understand that Anne is swamped is probably more even than I am. So when people are looking to contact me, and if I haven't answered you, it's not because you sent it to the wrong place, and you don't need to send a letter to Anne to find out where I am. <laughs> Please. Hey, Anne, we can't find Catherine. <laughs> So much to do. I feel so guilty every time you forward one of those messages to me. <laughs> well, sometimes I just don't know, you know, how to reach you, Catherine. And you know, my contact information is pretty visible, so it's just a natural. It's no problem, you know, as long as as long as it's working, as long as we we're passing it back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are there are notes all over the website. Who needs light? Dot org. To tell people how to reach us. Uh-huh. Good. And we have the Facebook page. I should, you know, while we're talking about this stuff, 
the Facebook page is Healing for Ascension Tour, and we now have a new page for people who want to talk with each other. And because that was requested, and, and people are really having a good time there, getting in contact with people in their own area. And, you know, so many people say, I'm out here in nowhere, and I don't have anybody. My family thinks I'm crazy, you yeah. know, and I don't have anybody to talk to mm-hmm. except these calls. So we set up the web page. Actually, Gabriella did all the work. It's beautiful. Is it called and the Black Sheep website? Is that the name of it? <laughs> no, it's it's Healing for Ascension Tour Group. Good. I'm just thinking everybody says I'm the black sheep in my family. So. <laughs> oh, yes, it's the black sheep group. <laughs> so all the black sheep can get together. Uh-huh. All the black sheep can come to this Facebook uh-huh. page and compare notes. Right. And can meet with each other and can, mm-hmm. you know, send each other emails and all that good stuff. So nobody should feel alone anymore. That's wonderful. That, that's a great idea. I'm glad you thought of that. <laughs> Black sheep page. Yes. <laughs> Healing for Ascension Tour group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's linked to our Healing for Ascension Tour page, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of all right. right. Healing for mm-hmm. Ascension Tour group. Right. Dot, dot com. Or that's just Facebook. No, no, this is Facebook. I'm, yeah. So there's no dot com, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Facebook. I'm not going to take on Facebook. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. you don't need. No. Well, no. you just look and type in Healing for Ascension Tour, and there's uh-huh. a link there to the group page, too. No, there's Wonderful. not? Oh, okay. She posted one, but it's good to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we still have the Healing for Ascension Tour page on Facebook for all our news. Mm-hmm. Everything we're doing, okay. so. This one is especially for the audience who want to contact each other. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's kind fun. of up to them how they bring a full-time chat room. Oh my! Mm-hmm. So let's see who'd mm-hmm. like to come and visit tonight and what they have to say to us. Okay. I hope it's. Well, I, I think it'll be real interesting tonight. I think we'll have some news. I think it'll so. Nice from Mother God. Because huh? she hasn't... The Father God's been kind of, you know, on the stage recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from her. So let's see what she has to say. That sounds wonderful. That's going to make people happy because I've heard those comments, too, about what happened to Mother God. So uh, we'll just let you settle down, Catherine. Just take a minute here to get cozy and comfortable and have that last sip of water. And uh, before we know it, as soon as I learn to stop talking, I'm sure we'll hear from Mother God. Uh, Mother God, are you here with us? Greetings, beloved Lady Nada. Yes, this is I. Oh, welcome back. We missed you. Yes. Well, thank you. I had had been waiting in the wings, as you might say, 
because there were some very important current events, and Father God loves to talk about those things to the whole group, and and they love it when he has presented himself as Zora to answer all the questions. So I feel that was it was timely for me to take a little break and and let the others talk about those things. But I want to say I'm very touched that people asked. Of course, I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> I remain here with you, with all of you. And I'm delighted for this opportunity to talk to you all. I don't have any anything really planned to say tonight. I just wanted to show up, as you say, and talk with everyone and feel the high vibration that is produced on this wonderful call. Thank you, Anne, for your hard work. You are working harder than ever and accomplishing such wonderful things, and we want you to know how much we appreciate you. You make everything easy for all of those who work around you. It is a lovely thing. And you've all created such a warm, friendly feeling here, like a family. And I'm delighted that you have a way for people to talk with each other because it does get very lonely sometimes. I was chuckling at your comment about the Black Sheep page. Yes, indeed. Lightworkers, just by virtue of the fact that they're lightworkers, often find themselves isolated and often find themselves in places around the globe where they are very much alone in their forward thinking and their deep spirituality and faith. And yes, indeed, you need a club to belong to. Isn't that fun? Of course, you're not establishing any churches. You're not going to build a temple. Thank goodness those days are quickly fading. We will not be supporting or encouraging any religion, of course. We've talked about that quite a lot. But just as a little reminder, we are here for you to teach what we have called the true way. And in that regard, we do not wish to ask anyone to worship us. We do not ask anyone to worship Sananda. He is horrified by the thought that he was held up as some sort of icon to be worshipped and prayed to. Of course, we enjoy your prayers. We love hearing from you. But we do not wish to hear anyone beseeching us 
to forgive or beseeching us not to punish them or to intercede for them so that they won't be punished, heaven forbid. (laughs) We don't do that. We stand by and sometimes we don't intervene. But when we don't intervene, it's because of your contract with us. We have explained a bit in the past, but maybe I'll take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about that. We take our responsibilities very seriously when we agree to be the ones to guide and and help with this evolution of planet Earth and with the ascension process. You come between lifetimes to the higher dimensions to be with us. And there we meet in councils. Each one of you have attended those group meetings. Each one of you have talked at length with your guides and masters and with us. And it is always decided upon before you agree to take on a new life what your responsibilities will be and what ours will be. We are very clear about that. And each of you have many looking over you, your twin flame, your guardian angels, the masters that you particularly have an affinity for, all know what your plan is before you come here. And we take it very seriously. Even though you may get yourself into a terrible scrape and our hearts go out to you We see you struggling. We see you getting yourself into all kinds of difficulties. And believe me, it's not easy for us to withhold our rescue. But over the billions of years, we have learned that is a very bad idea. We don't interfere. And if we should, you would have every right to be very angry at us for monkeying in your life. You have enough of that with your own parents here on the planet, many of you. We do not do that. And so, here you are, over these last months and even years that you've waited for something that you've longed for, for for lifetime after lifetime, the elevation and the ascension of planet Earth, all of you going into the light. Oh, what a glorious, glorious vision that is. And so it shall be. 
We know that you're impatient. But you must understand there is absolutely nothing that we can do without you. Every intervention that we have decided upon was agreed to ahead of time in our councils with you. Yes, you. Now, recently, we're talking with your higher selves in the councils, but all of you agreed to much of what's happening right now when you were there between lives, when all your energy, all your attention was on what we were planning here. And every one of you courageously agreed that you would stick it out. Yes, humans are known for their what you call stick-to-itiveness. You have persevered. And we know it wasn't easy. Sometimes when you plan a challenge for yourself, it's more exciting in the, cha- in the planning than when you actually get to the experience. Each of you have done those things in various lifetimes. Well, you have that expression, you know, cutting off more than you can chew. <laughs> Everyone has done that at times. But you have shown that this project, this ascension project, is not more than you can handle. Not at all. And as the days have dragged on and the months have dragged on, you become ever more patient. What a wonderful quality that is. It includes with it perspective, the lifting of your vibration to higher dimensions, as you do that, you begin to see further. You begin to widen your your point of view, your peripheral vision improves. You notice what's going on all over the globe, not just in your own household. And you begin to appreciate what a wondrous planet this is. What a strange and wonderful project we have all come together to accomplish. It was a masterful plan, you know, with so many working for it, so many invested, so many dedicated to making this happen and seeing it through no matter what. Well, recently you're beginning to to see who some of those people are, They're beginning to reveal themselves. They're beginning to come forward. 
and speak. There are many now who can channel many of you who are beginning to hear our voice. You're beginning to recognize when you hear me speak. Oh, I feel that energy. That's who came to visit me last night. You hear my voice and you understand. Ah, I am not alone. That is Mother God. She looks in on me. I feel her presence. Yes, beloved ones, it is I. I do enjoy going through the world, across the planet, sending my loving embrace to each and every one of you. This is something you will learn more about when you come to higher dimensions. This ability we have to bilocate, as it's been called. We can visit everyone. We can send our loving comfort to everyone at once. We know who you are, every one of you. We know where you've been. We know your accomplishments, your struggles. Yes, it does sound impossible, I understand. But we have lots of help. We have available to us at all times the Akashic Records of all of those on planet Earth and all their past lives, and we only need to turn our attention to any one person, and there we have everything. Their history, their particular talents, their likes and dislikes, and their relationships. All of that is available to us. In the blink of an eye, imagine. It's a wonderful thing to be able to know the people you love so well. You will revel in it when you complete your ascension because this is what you have to look forward to. Wider, wider horizons, deeper understandings, and a completely different perspective on soul development. You know, many of you have asked questions. You send your questions to Anne and to Catherine and probably to many others, although there are few people who actually answer as many of their emails as your friends here do. You ask questions like, why don't you tell Sananda 
that you think he should do such and such? Or why don't you contact St. Germain and tell him that he should do the, um, the landings before the RV? <laughs> well, beloved ones, you cannot understand because you're there on the ground that we have seen all of these things you suggest and many more and we can see them played out. We can see the timelines of what would result if we did certain things at certain times. We can project what the effects would be and we can see what the outcome is likely to be. So we have available to us far more sophisticated um, projections, you might say, than anything you could imagine. And so this is how all of these plans have been designed by using our, our technology that you might, um, you might be familiar with something like the holodeck when you watched Star Trek. It was a, a beginning idea of what we actually have. We can go project an event and follow it for centuries in Earth time, even eons, to see the ripple effects that the timeline would have were certain things to happen. So you see, whenever we make any kind of, well, I hesitate to call it an intervention because it has been a cooperative venture. We all planned it that way. What would happen if we did it this way first? Everyone involved had the advantage of being able to see the events played out in what you would call the future. This is how we see present, past, and future all at once. We have access to understandings that you can't even grasp. That's part of the charm of being there behind the veil. You have certain requirements. You have certain duties and responsibilities and adventures that you could not possibly take part in if it weren't for the fact that you cannot see the end. You know that expression some of you use. Well, I realize that the light, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That is what it's like to live a life on planet Earth. Not so where we are. We see forever 
forward, back, and sideways. And so, there is no need to send Catherine reminders about what you think St. Germain should do. I, I feel fairly certain that um, the decisions have already been made and that should St. Germain consider making any adjustments to his program, he probably will consult with, with us, Mother, Father, God, with Prime Creator, and with all the masters that he works with. They definitely have their finger on the pulse, as you might say. So do not fear, beloved ones. No stone goes unturned. Nothing is ever forgotten. There is no possibility that has not been considered. And you, I can guarantee you that if you have thought of it, our beloved St. Germain has thought of it and already dealt with it. So do not worry. Your questions come from a f- place of fear. What if they forgot? What if they didn't consider this? What if we've been forgotten? Well, you needn't fear, beloved ones. You are primary in our thoughts. You know, sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, those, those ones in the higher dimensions, they don't understand time because they're up there where there is no time. Well, that makes no sense. We created time. Of course we understand it. It was carefully considered. Well thought through, of course, with, with many of us involved before we created this situation of a planet where there is time and space and limited in certain ways. <laughs> Do not fear. Your questions come from a place of doubt. We understand that you're there behind the veil and you cannot imagine that there really are those of us in the higher dimensions who do nothing but oversee, care for you every minute of every day. That it is our life to love you, to know you, to care for you, to appreciate your needs, your desires, and especially your unique talents. It is our pleasure to be of service to you, just as you have offered to be of service to us and to the others around you. 
It is a wonderful time coming. I am preparing my wardrobe for a wonderful party. You know, here in higher dimensions, you can create whatever you like. Well, we are creating the environment that will be so delightful. You're going to be charmed by the fun of it and by our creativity as well. (laughs) It is funny to us. We are given that we are the creators. That you question whether we might think of something that is what you might call creative. (laughs) Well, I tell you these things because I hope to help you expand your thinking. You know... Our love for you is pure and unending. As Father God has said, we want only to see you grow, to see you enjoy and expanding as it is your destiny to do as it is the destiny of all the universes to expand, to elevate, and to grow. All souls are on this path. All souls eventually will take part in this ascension, whether they are in this galaxy or faraway galaxies, in higher dimensions, wherever they might be. All souls take part in this wonderful process that is growing. It is no accident we created humanity to be those beings who have children and the children grow and they literally get bigger. They literally change and evolve and develop into remarkably different creatures than they were to begin with. You are the reflection of Prime Creator You are the reflection of us. We wish for you all glorious and growing things. We wish for you to expand in your capacity to love and in your sharing of that love so that every day becomes more exciting more satisfying, more thrilling, and more fulfilling. It is our destiny. And we are all headed 
in that direction, are we not? Now, we do have a little cleanup work to do here on the planet. All of you are going to be in charge of doing some of that work. Now, I don't mean by all of you, every single one of you, but many of you have already agreed in your life plan that you will ascend and then you will come back and help to finish the project that is the ascension of humankind. Now, some of you look around you and say, oh my gosh, how can these people ever, oh no, I can't imagine that that my next-door neighbor who likes to shoot things could possibly ever learn to ascend. And the people who live down the block who are angry and mean and selfish and mistreat their pets, how could, how could they ever learn to ascend? Well, beloved ones, they will, and you will help. You will be surprised. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Catherine had to sneeze. You will be surprised at the help you will get. There will be so many masters, so many mentors, such a shake-up on this planet coming. Oh, my goodness. It is going to be a glorious time. The people who were doubters and grumbling skeptics are going to look around them in astonishment and say, Oh, I never imagined. (laughs) Well, that's true, isn't it? People of limited imagination will be dumbfounded at the glorious things that will be ahead. Fortunately, those of you listening are being prepared for it ahead of time. You won't be shocked and dumbfounded when you see spaceships. Of course not. You're used to seeing spaceships and looking forward to your dear friends who will come to help out here. Well, there will be many who will just be floored (laughs) by what they see. Won't that be fun? Because once they pick themselves up and look around, they're going to say, Well, what do you know? My friend was right about this. What they said was true. Well, what do you know? There really are spaceships. There really is a heaven. And, oh my goodness, there really is a God. And this seems to be a pretty friendly project. I guess I can relax and enjoy the ride too. 
It's already happening, dear ones. It's already happening. Look around you. There are people who have been the problems in your lives, who have presented themselves as grumpy or judgmental or dissatisfied. Suddenly they're awakening. Suddenly they have new opinions, new tastes in things. Well, I think I'll try being a vegetarian. Hmm, that's a switch, isn't it? Well, I just don't want to eat my brothers and sisters. What do you know? They're beginning to wake up. And you, beloved ones, have been a big help. You don't know or can't possibly appreciate how important the vibration of your loving presence can be. Even to a stranger you meet. Very brief encounters it sometimes leaves a tremendous impression. You have no idea how many people you have touched, how many people have felt your high vibration and have learned from it. I want to tell you that as often as I can. It is you, beloved ones, who have created this wonderful thing that is the ascension of planet Earth. And it is you who will reap the rewards so richly and who will celebrate so deeply and profoundly and who will bring a loving presence and great joy to so many. When you receive your blessings, oh, it will be very soon, you are going to spread love everywhere you go. Just as you have always wanted to do, just as you have always done, but now you will have a wider reach and greater resources. You will continue to be the loving and joyful ones that you already are. You will just be able to have a wider range of the number of people you can reach. This was our plan. And this is what it shall be. And I wish you farewell until our next talk. And I will stand by here in case there are questions. I hope I've answered some. And I think many of you are going to want to talk with our dear St. Germain. He's here. And he's very eager to talk with you. And so, farewell, beloved ones.
Farewell, Mother God. This was such an interesting conversation. You taught us so much. And um, you raised one question that I'll be asking later on. Um, Right now, we're just going to give Catherine a little breather in case she needs to sip some water. Um, We know St. Germain is right here at the ready. And um, we'll just see if Catherine is taking a break or if St. Germain is going to uh, be speaking to us right now. So are you here, St. Germain? Yes, my dear. It is I, St. Germain. However, I wish to take a small break and allow our Catherine to to go and get some water because I feel mm-hmm. her throat yeah. becoming yeah. a little tired. So let us mm-hmm. allow her. Okay, we'll just give a little that. break here. I kind of thought so. I kind of thought she, sometimes she likes to um, ease back a little bit and uh, relax and sip a little water and kind of um, rejuvenate her throat. It's been working straight on for quite a few minutes. We'll give a little time here. Catherine's already put her little doggie to, uh, to bed for the night. It's dark in New York. And in fact, it's... Are you there, Hi. Catherine? Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is me. <laughs> I am just getting a drink of water. Yeah. Saint Germain said you want you needed a break. You needed to relax your throat a little bit and and <laughs> um, have a nice sip of water and and uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm good. Yeah. So, All right. So let's let him come back. Okay. Okay. If you're all set, then. He's right here waiting. Okay, we'll just stand by and let St. Germain come in. Hello, beloved ones. Yes, it is I. I. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Lady Nada. <laughs> it just seemed Hello. like I, I should be I shouldn't be ignoring you. I felt like I should say at least say hi. So, <laughs> well, welcome St. Germain. Well, thank you, and thank you for your your wondrous contribution. You know, we could not accomplish what we do without you. I know Mother mm. God was trying to get that across to you, but here we have here we have an actual example. We could not do what we do without you. You have made this possible that so many people are now in communication with us, are now listening eagerly, asking questions, educating themselves, taking part in a brand new way. It's something no one could receive if they went to a church. It's something people don't get from their families, mostly. It has allowed enormous numbers of people to share this awakening, to share the information we bring weekly, and now 
daily, you have done such an amazing job of making all of this available to the world. Anyone with a computer, actually anyone with a library, can avail themselves of this of this work that we have presented to all of you. So, we are very grateful for your hard work. I have also thanked my twin flame, Catherine, for allowing me to monopolize her work. <laughs> of course, it's not that when we're working together. She's very happy to do that because, of course, we're in complete agreement in all of these things that we do. I could not do it without her. She could not do it without me. This is the kind of project we're involved with now, and it is why we have agreed to this marvelous arrangement where one of us is in higher dimensions and one of us here on the ground. It is hard work for the one on the ground. It's very hard work on the ground. We know that. We've lived many lifetimes there as well. But this arrangement has worked out very nicely. And of course now, many of the masters are the lady masters who are here because it is the beginning of the feminine era. You know, on the ground, there are many, uh, many of the, the men who might think that, there's, that this means that they're losing power or, they're, or they um, won't be considered as important as they used to be. Well, of course, that's nonsense. In fact, we're absolutely delighted. It's, it's a wonderful thing to pass the torch, just as, you know, you see those wonderful athletes at the Olympics when they do a presentation and light the torch. You see them passing it from one to the next or the wonderful relays that they do where they pass a baton one to the other. It is a thrilling thing to watch. This is what we do. Over the centuries, the eons, we have passed the baton one to the other and back again. As you have all done, all of you, with your twin flame, everyone has experienced this kind of exchange, cooperation, interconnectedness. You come with your soul family, with your soul mates, with those you have chosen over eons to, to work with, to learn with, and to love. And in addition to that, you have your twin flame who is waiting with you for you 
who is admiring your hard work, who is happy that you are progressing, that you're learning, that you persevere. You know, I think you've been told this, but it's worth repeating. When you work very hard in your lifetime on earth, when you're going through these difficult times that you feel are endless and tedious and too difficult and too depressing and, oh, how can I ever live through this? You know that your twin flame is standing next to you, sending you love, cheering you on, acknowledging how hard it is for you. And it's not only your twin flame, it's, as Mother God said, your guides, your helpers, all those who have loved you. They send their love from on high. And so it is now that many of you are awakening and beginning to feel their love very directly. This is such a good thing because it helps you to raise your vibration. It's important not to feel alone. Well... I will give you an update. I think you want to hear a little bit about what's going on in the world and how things are progressing. I know that many of you who have watched the progress of the currency revaluation are listening with your breath held to your Tony, TNT Tony. He comes several times a day to bring messages. He is on the phone constantly. He is in contact with others on the ground who are what we've called the movers and and the shakers, the ones who are making this possible. This is a good example of the kind of cooperation that Mother God was talking about. We are in constant contact with those of you on the ground who can hear us. We work diligently as do they. And they are having an easier time of it now as well. Many are becoming more confident, more sure of themselves when they hear their what they think of as their intuition guiding them. They have become fearless about listening, acting on it, Without fear, without a second thought, they feel a thought coming and they say, 
indeed, I will pursue that. Because I know when an idea pops into my head like that, it's something I need to follow. And they do. And this is why so many people have come together to create this worldwide shift. Everyone on the same wavelength. It's marvelous, isn't it? Larger and larger numbers all across the globe. Leaders, financial experts, the people in charge in every single country on the planet have agreed to this. It is done. We have accomplished that. There will be no more disagreement about whether there will be a global currency reset or not. It is done. Every country will participate. There will be a brand new international cooperation. Because as this occurs, it is going to lift many, many of the countries that have suffered in poverty, many of the countries that have been oppressed by their big brothers and sisters, the the nations who have taken over the resources, who have taken a lion's share, this redistribution will create enormous change, and it will happen very rapidly. Now, I'm going to give you a kind of overview of what I see. The global currency reset is happening as we speak. It is rolling across the planet as more and more countries publicly let it be known that their currency has been revalued. Now, you've been told that this will occur when they're in the United States, when there is an announcement and 800 numbers given forth. But this is not, even by, by any stretch of the imagination, the sum total of what is happening. It will be, actually, the final step in the entire reconfiguration of the financial systems on the planet. And so you can imagine why this has been complex, it has been difficult, it has been intricate. And those of us who enjoy a challenge have rather enjoyed the intrigue and the intricacy and the 
creativity required to keep one step ahead of the dark ones. But you know that's not so difficult for us. It looks to you on the ground as if the dark ones have been in charge for eons. The truth of the matter is that they were never really in charge. They did have all the positions of power. But you know, light will always overcome darkness. And Mother, Father, God were always aware of the challenges and the struggles here. And it was by agreement that it was allowed to play out. And I wish to remind you, beloved ones, it was your agreement as well as theirs. There is hardly a more interesting place in the universe than planet Earth because of this intrigue, because of this enormous challenge that was presented by the Dark Ones. It allowed everyone involved to test their mettle. And haven't we done that? And here we are at the end of that struggle. Everything is as it should be. This I want you to know. I know there were many times when I predicted that it was going to be next week or it would be tomorrow. Sometimes I hoped that it would be tomorrow but suspected that something might get in the way. But your response, beloved ones, Whenever I saw, whenever I envisioned this wonderful shift completing itself, you joined with me with great hope. You raised your vibrations and you made it possible for us to accomplish it. Well, sometimes I was a little optimistic. Sometimes I might have predicted, even though I suspected something might go wrong, but I never had the opportunity to predict with 100% accuracy because of free will. There always is someone who can throw a wrench in the works. And sometimes it would come from an unexpected source. Well, of course, it's not entirely unexpected because we know the character of the people involved. And so we see them acting out in their own ways creating difficulties as they always have 
for those around them. It's not a shock to us. However, there is a tremendous interplay of personalities and and needs and competition and requirements that need to be met and egos that need to be fed and so on. And so you can imagine just how unpredictable this has all been. If you only look at the details, if you only look at the moment-by-moment challenges, it seems terribly unpredictable. If you look at the wide-angle picture, you see everything is flowing perfectly. It's like when you look at a stream flowing over rocks. It's so interesting, isn't it, how even though the water is flowing down the channel in the stream, it is flowing across the same rocks all the time. The water changes and shifts, is constantly moving and creating new patterns. Even though the rocks have not moved, the sides of the creek have not shifted, And yet, you see constant change, constant movement. This, dear ones, is the way we see this process. We know that the river will flow. We know that the leaf that is carried along will eventually find its way to the ocean or to the larger body of water, you know that a predictable number of gallons will pass over this spot. This is how we see it. And I can tell you, beloved ones, I see it finished. I see you each going to the bank happily, calmly, with great pleasure, making out your lists of all the people you're going to bless, all the wonderful projects you're going to fund, all the cooperation and and excitement that will be generated when you work together to complete the dream of an earth without poverty, without hunger, without despair. You will be the first to take part in this magnificent project. And I will be there to cheer you on 
and all the angels of heaven will be playing their instruments and it will be appropriate for them to to make it sound like the greatest brass band you have ever heard. Their songs will echo from the mountaintops. And you, beloved ones, will be able to hear them. Open your hearts. Open your minds. Enjoy this glorious moment. I have enjoyed every step of the way. And I will enjoy seeing you reap your rewards, gather your blessings, and sharing it all. What a thrill this is for us. It is a divine project. And every one of you who have taken part in this glorious time will never regret it. I feel such warmth and love for all of you. All of you who have so patiently joined with us kept this moving, kept it going, even when you experienced times that we know were disappointing. You kept coming back. You kept trying again. You carried on with faith. You understood what we were trying to teach what we were trying to present to you, even though we could never give you all the information we would like to have given you, it would have, of course, destroyed the program. And you will see as it unfolds in the coming days and weeks, it was not only a prosperity program. As I have told you before, it was also the largest sting operation in history. What a challenge. What a drama this has been. What a glorious pageant. And I now, this Wednesday... Send you my greatest blessings for the most wonderful weekend you've ever experienced. Let it be a festival of lights, a festival of dancing and song just as they will be doing in Rio in the coming weeks. Let there be Mardi Gras everywhere. 
I send you my love. I am at your service. I am your Saint Germain. Oh, that was everything we wanted to hear. Thank you, Saint Germain. Thank you so much for all your perseverance, keeping us always expectant, willing to go on, and we did. I bet Catherine's back now. Maybe not. Hi. There she is. There Hi. she is. Yes. Well, I don't know how oh, much you I heard. Was seeing, <laughs> oh, I you was were listening? Seeing, <laughs> I was seeing these pictures of Mardi Gras. Everyone oh, yeah. dancing and being only the entire planet having in costumes and music uh-huh. playing and uh-huh. fireworks. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Why we are just watching it unfold, and before we know it, know it, it's all going to be behind us, and and we're going to be out there partaking in all these celebrations, and looking back and thinking, it'll never be that way again. Life has changed. Wow! Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, it it's so welcome. Yeah. Yes. But you know it's like when you when you make the most wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. It takes days to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just a small part of what we've experienced. It's taken us eons to cook mm-hmm. this dinner. <laughs> And everybody did their part. Yes, and, and you know, when we look back, it'll be like a flash. We'll think it wasn't so bad after all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. We'll yeah, look back and say, so well, now bad. I can say I was there. I did live through it, and I did help bring about this wonderful new life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... I feel the expectation in the air mm-hmm. that is just, it's, uh, it's hard for me to even catch my breath. I just well, feel things happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it just doesn't my. feel the same at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, I... I don't have any of that. Oh gosh, I hope this isn't another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling that anymore at all. Well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm afraid to mention it, but he did say we were going to have the the greatest blessing for the most glorious um, weekend ever experienced. That's <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> There. Ah, well, so be it. So be it. Yeah, our life is going to take a whole new direction. Never be the same. Never be the same. People won't Think know what that. to do when there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> but 
think is what you just said. It'll never be the same. Yeah. We're going to have to learn a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of acting, mm-hmm. a whole new way of being. Allowing ourselves to be happy and knowing it's okay, we can be happy, and nobody's <laughs> nothing. The other shoe isn't going to fall. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, that is what it's been like, isn't it? Waiting for the other shoe. Yeah. No more. Yeah. And we know that we're really safe. We're really home free. We're home. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, let's see if we have any any questions still on the board. Oh, we've Did got you? questions, and we've got yeah. 57 minutes uh, to get answers to these questions. So... Um, I'll start. Well, I think put in some extra time. We don't absolutely have to use every minute of it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, let's see if we can. Yeah, everybody's had a busy day. Let's see if we can just march right through these. Uh, As your name and your number, or as your number is called, uh, please be at the ready, folks. We're going to march right through these. We're going to ask you to clear. You know, I have a heart. I can hear. I can hear very clearly. But when people come on, the first word they give is their name, and the first half of it gets sliced off. I never hear. So just if you'll just yeah. say my name is, I'll be able to hear your whole name. But if you um, somehow it gets cut off, and then we don't get your name properly. So That's my name idea. is such and yeah, my name is uh, Nora. And I'll be able. To, I won't get you as Glory or somebody. So six six. So we want your name and where you're calling from. We like to get an idea where you are on this planet, and then make your question concise and don't uh, be tempted to extend it into a conversation, unless whoever it is that is helping you with your uh, question, giving the answer, invites more questions from you. So uh, let's just see if we can uh, give everybody their chance today. So here we go, 661, you're going to set the pace. 661, ending in 0270. Come on. My name is Deb in Tacoma, Washington. Hello, beloved. Hi, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good girl. Now, trying to make this as concise as possible. I'm having some difficulty with knowing the best um, decision to make in love. Sort of like, do I love myself or do I love my brother? If I don't do this, will he not think I love him? And it's kind of, and, you know, there's a story, of course, and it's personal and it's medical, but it's like going against the fifth dimension and the third dimension you know the fifth dimension say you know you know you do laminate and you do this the soul seed and you you do these things and then the third dimension says oh no you have this operation and you have transplants and you do this and this conflict and then then I get pulled into this in my own story and I have to choose and it's like I I want to be the most loving and do the right thing, but I feel conflicted. Oh, my. That's a, thank mm-hmm. you, Deb, for that question. That's such um, 
a classic kind of dilemma that so many people are experiencing right now. I think um, that's a hard one. Maybe Mother God would like to take that on. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll give you a moment to invite Mother God back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll just wait, and uh, Deb, you can, uh, I, I think Mother God's probably heard your question, and uh, she's probably here ready to give you some advice. Mother God? Yes, my dear. Oh, that is a difficult circumstance you're describing. And it is a familiar one because you are on the cusp of a new life. You have access to much that your brother may not understand. There is something about this transition that you must accept. Your ability to heal, your ability to use what you understand about the fifth dimension is what helps you. Your ability to be in faith and to raise your vibration is what keeps you in good health. And you see that truth, and you think, if only I can pass this on to the people around me, they can live and not have to face those gruesome surgeries and pain. Ah, yes. If only that were the way it works. But unfortunately... You cannot raise someone else's vibration for them. You can offer. You can suggest. You can introduce them to the knowledge that you have absorbed. You can tell them with all the love in your heart that you want what's best for them. That you truly believe that there is a better way. And even if they should decide to do surgery or some other dramatic intervention, they would be far better off if they use these other helping treatments. They will go through that surgery much better. They will recover much faster. And in the meantime, they will learn to use the strength of their spirit, of their soul, and of the family that is happy to oversee and help them. You can only offer, dear. You can only suggest. Your brother, like everyone else, will learn in time. He will encounter the things that will awaken him. And perhaps this illness is one of those things. 
that will give him the opportunity to reach deeper, to look further. Present what you know with pure love. He will feel that love. He will know that you wish him well. And when you present your options, do not insist or disparage the others that he is looking at. Simply say, this, I believe, will help you to be well. I truly believe that whatever decision you decide, what I have to offer you will give you a much better chance to heal and to be well and to come through this in a new way. And he will feel your love It is not a choice between love and the third and the fifth dimension. It is only an opportunity. It is an opportunity for you to express what you know and for him to accept it. If he shall, if not, he will find his way. I wish you well, dear one. Did I answer your question? Most of it, Mother God, thank you. Just um, so you are you saying that I could, even when I share all that in love, that I can say I, I don't feel really good about going through the process and giving my DNA in this way because I feel it'll be harmful to me, or do I just believe that? If that's what he chooses, that I should do it and I'll be protected because I'm healthy and I'm doing laminin. Uh, You're being asked to give your DNA? I'm the only one. Yes, it's it's like the new thing instead of um, um, bone marrow transplant, they want to give you these shots like for five days and then take my DNA and put it in him and then I get back my... They make it sound easy, but when I read it all, it sounds very sketchy, and there are no long-term studies about the effects, and and the prognosis for him is like 15 to 20% of even surviving, even if it, I was a match. So it just feels, I don't know. Mm. You are in a difficult position. You must go. By what you feel in your heart, dear. Right. You and your higher self know what is the right thing to do. It would be wrong for me to advise you. All right. Thank you. You will know. You will do your best. You must express to all the family 
your concerns, your wishes to see your brother healthy and strong. But when you are being asked to do something that is a true sacrifice on your part, you must have a say in how this treatment proceeds. It is your right to insist that he try all alternatives before this dramatic intervention is done. It is your right. Present to him and to the family everything you know about healing, about all the options that are available. One of the most powerful being juicing nutritional support, the laminine soul. You must insist that all possible alternatives be tried because that will strengthen him and it would give him a better chance either way. And when he agrees and the family agrees to these alternative things and he begins to recover abruptly, it may become very clear that this very invasive and what you call sketchy procedure may not even be necessary. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry to take so much time. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, dear. Thank you, dear Penny. We all love you. We know that you'll make the right choices. And thank, thank you, you, Mother Anne. God. Yes, honey. Okay. Bye, sweet. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Mother God. I was so much in agreement with everything that you offered to Deb. Thank you. Yes, dear. I'm going to area code 712, ending in 1142. Um, let's begin with your name very clearly. And where you're calling from, and a nice, clear question from you. 712. Woo-hoo. Come on. 712 area code. Hi, in- I'm Kareen from Sioux City, Iowa. Okay, Can you hear me sweetie. Now? Yeah, I got I'm you, sorry. Kareen. I had Come it on, on mute on accident. I'm sorry. Uh, my question is regarding the Zim. Um, I had heard recently Tony was saying on the radio that it won't be included in the RV because of something about being basal compliant, but I did not get that impression from St. Germain tonight. Do you know, um, is the Zim included? Uh, this is Catherine. I have already asked St. Germain about this. Okay. Um, last I spoke with him about it, I think it was a couple of days ago, and he said um, it is included, but it may not be it may not um, be active immediately. There's still some negotiating to be done, and it has to do with China and China's um, supervision and mentorship of Zimbabwe. So 
Yes, it will happen, but probably it may not happen immediately. There may be a delay. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, Corrine, thank you. And Corrine and uh, Deb, if you'll each uh, press number one on your keypad, it'll help me on the panel here. Thank you. And I'm opening six four six. Um, before you do, Anne, uh-huh. I yeah. felt I felt Mother God um, wanting to say something more about oh. Deb's dilemma. Oh, okay, that's wonderful. Um, I'm going to let we'll her come back Mother- in because yeah, because this is such um, such an interesting. Mm-hmm. conflict in the sense that it really does span Perfect. dimensions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, sounds like you have a line open. I don't know. It's just, uh, oh, wait a minute no? here. Yeah, I do have a line open. I had already okay. started. Okay, I backed it off. Okay. All right. So let's let's go back to Mother God and let her yeah. speak again. Yeah, this okay, we'll just um give you a second here. Mother God's right here with us and um we're looking forward to your suggestions, Mother God. Yes. Um I did want to discuss the procedure and the expectations a little bit more. Hmm, let me see if I can open Deb's line just a sec. Here she is. Let's see. Okay, Deb, I've opened your line again, honey. Come on. Okay. Yes. Okay. I speak of this um, further because it is um, representative, symbolic of the kinds of dilemmas that people are experiencing on this cusp of change. Your hesitation does have to do with three-dimensional thinking, your own. Because you are put in a position where it seems as if you're being asked to put your own well-being aside in order to help your brother. And if you were to look at it from a narrow point of view, it might seem to be true. However, from a higher dimensional point of view, your life is valuable. Your life and your health are at least as important as your brother's. And so, if you are being asked to risk something, you have every right to define how that will play out. Your reluctance has to do with your having been a bit cowed, I think, by the power of the medical establishment and probably the power of the argument that was presented to you. Everyone knows this is the best way to go and everyone knows that this should be done if it can be done and so on. Well, this is not true 
when you look at it from a higher perspective. It makes no sense to risk one's life to give another a few more days or a few more weeks. That comes from the perspective of believing that death is the most horrid thing that can ever happen to someone. Now, if you take that out of the equation and put in the acknowledgement that ascending to a higher dimension is a wonderful thing and ending a life is not a terrible disaster or even a sad thing. Now, of course, we all want our friends and those we love to survive long enough to make the ascension with us. That's understandable. But you must remove the thinking that leaving the body is a tragedy to be prevented at all costs. It is not. You must also assume in this argument that everyone has the will to live and will apply that will as they see fit. If your brother should resist your suggestions to to boost his energy, to raise his vibration, and to save himself, well then, that should be taken into consideration when you make your decision. If the one you wish to help is doing everything in their power to help you help them, then it makes your decision easy. If the one you wish to help is reluctant or resisting or insisting that they cannot do this by themselves, that they have no power to heal themselves, to try every alternative that holds out great promise, then I will not finish the sentence. I think you can conclude. You must weigh whether the one you are going to help truly wants your help. Yes. Thank you, Mother You're welcome, dear. I say these things because it is a dilemma for many these days. Your issue is very dramatic, but it is not different from what many are experiencing. You wish your relatives, your friends would awaken. You wish they would all join you in your wonderful feelings of joy and faith and the understandings you've come to and they fight you tooth and nail 
they say, oh, you, you're crazy or you don't know what you're talking about or we have the answers and we insist that we are right and even if it means we are poisoning ourselves and we will suffer from our own decisions. Well, we choose our decisions and we choose if we want to suffer or not. Well, many of you are experiencing this now. Many of you see your loved ones dragging their feet, doing destructive things like smoking cigarettes day in and day out when they know they've been diagnosed with cancer, for instance. Well, you cannot help someone who really does not want your help You can send them your love. Send them your prayers. Get your friends to send them your prayers. But you must elevate yourselves. And when you do that, you are setting the example of someone who will stand in the light who will stand for ascension in all its forms. We talk to you about these things, healing, nutrition, clean water, supporting yourself in every possible way, raising your vibration, feeling the joy of being alive, This is what heals. And only one who is willing to do those things will defeat whatever disease, whatever difficulty they're facing. They will overcome it. But you cannot make them do that. You cannot do it for them. Each one must learn of their own accord, using the strength of their own soul. And when they do, it will be their time. So be at peace, beloved ones. Know that your contribution is your light and your love. And there is nothing greater you can offer. Be at peace. Thank you, Mother God. That was so helpful to, I'm sure, many people who are listening or will be listening I'm sure this wise counsel um, is needed by many. And uh, it's, as you say, very dramatic, um, but it it demands our attention. Thank you, Mother God. Thank you, dear. And Catherine... 
Hi. Yeah. I'm getting good at this. I can hear you calling me back. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you're already back, and I don't want to just keep mumbling along if you're, no. if you're here. We, we sort of have this arrangement when... When somebody wants to come through, they kind of nudge me, you know, and yeah. I can feel their mm-hmm. presence. And then when they're done, they just mm-hmm. move aside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot of questions here. Uh, oh, my goodness. We started out with just a few, but it has grown. And now I see uh, Zarea has been here, uh, but not with his hand raised. And now Mother God's son, Zarea, is here. Um He's not been waiting the longest. He's just recently raised his hand. But um, what 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 would you like to do, Catherine? Well, may I have a feeling that we might hear from someone else. Let's mm-hmm. see what Soraya has to say. Okay. And here is Mother God's son, Soraya. There, your line's open. Which is actually Zora. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Father God. <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, regarding what was termed as the entity that was calling about the um, dilemma that they were in, mm-hmm. yeah. I have this to say, that we have a body of fifth-dimensional existence awaiting her brother. Ah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Can you say a little more about that, Father God? Well, understand uh, the entity in the deli- in the uh, uh, demise of the body is in the, to a state where what is termed as an intervention is either needed or is not needed, or what is termed as they are ready to. Transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, the being is ready for transition. So that may help with her decision as well. It what is what you... is termed as the doctors and the loved ones that are wanting mm-hmm. this one to stay around longer. You need to find out what the person wants. Right. And does he feel that he is closer to his maker, or what is termed uh, the transition, or does he wish to remain on the planet? So that would be his choice. I felt Mother God leaning in that direction, but I think she was avoiding... To say Indeed. those those words. But um, what looked, did you mean? I have, I have looked into the being in question, the brother, uh-huh. and um, his what is termed um, organs are beginning to shut down. Mm-hmm. Meaning that even if she was to go through the process, it would only lengthen the individual's life by mere months. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, the suffering will continue. So, 
the question being, does the being wish to remain or does he wish to transition into a higher dimension and alleviate the pain entirely? Mm-hmm. So you meant um, a fifth-dimensional body being a fifth-dimensional experience that he a has to look forward dimensional, to. A full fifth-dimensional body, <coughs> such as the, uh, <coughs> which is termed as the completion of full fifth dimension, where we are striving to go there, he is ready to step forth into it. Now, does this mean taking the body with him? No, not necessarily. It would would be passing from this world in in your body would would, uh, go and what is termed deteriorate. Right. But the soul of the body would go into the fifth dimensional body. Yes, okay. This body that he has has been racked with much difficulty. So Mm -hmm. therefore, it is um, used up Mm-hmm. Uh, its usefulness, so to speak. But the decision to be made is whether or not the individual <coughs> wishes to remain and continue suffering or to forego it and take on his new existence. Mm-hmm. Father God, this is Anne. Um, and I have and I have uh, Deb's line open if if there's Indeed. anything anything she needs to say. But if he chooses to move on and shed this pain, this used up body, and not try to linger in it and linger in this pain, if he chooses to go on, is there any way he can expedite the going on and? make his decision and move on comfortably? The choice is entirely up to him Uh as to how he wishes to proceed from this point. If he wishes to transition, he needs to let his doctors know so Mm -hmm. and let them know that his new body is waiting for him. Mm -hmm. Of course, when he tells them this, they are going to be very perplexed. <laughs> as, as wondering as to why he is saying such a thing. But it is because he is awakening within his being. And he is coming to the realization. His body is letting him know it is mm-hmm. time to transition. It so is that time he can make this a beautiful experience. Existence. Yeah, so maybe there is, is there anything that his sister Deb could share with him um, in a loving way that would awaken him to, um, you know, there is a better choice than what you're looking at and that he can actually anticipate a beautiful experience and open himself to that? He could do what would be termed, if he is willing to do so, 
he could uh, do what is termed as to request from the higher-ups uh-huh. to get a taste of his new body. Oh, uh-huh. To get a slight glimpse of what he is looking forward to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that would be granted. Oh, if nice. He so desired, if he so desired to do so. Mm-hmm. It would come to him in the form of a dream. Mm-hmm. And it would come in a glorious, what would be termed as a glorious revelation, as he would have no pain. He would have no, what is termed, uh, discomfort of any sort. And mm-hmm. he would be experiencing life without the pain. Yeah. In this dream. Mm-hmm. And then when he come, in the, when the awakening hours, he could then make his decision to go and transition mm-hmm. <coughs> or to do otherwise. But there again, mm-hmm. the choice is entirely up to him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and apparently he's yeah no he's he's not as awakened yeah yeah. There is no need for this beloved child to put herself through anguish, to yeah. put herself through pain, just yeah. to allow this individual to exist for another month or two. Mm-hmm. So, it would be wise to contemplate uh, most. Uh, intently and understand go and pray to the Lord God of your being within you I'm speaking to the beloved child go into yourself and ask the Lord God of your being to give you the answer that you are seeking it is one thing to get it from Mother God or Saint Germain or even myself it is quite another to make contact with the Lord God of your being who would have the correct advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dad, your line is open if there's anything that you would like to comment while Father God is here. Debbie? Thank you so much. I, I just want to ask, could I, could I ask him if he would listen to this this message or should I not go there? A message from? This message here that we are listening to that's recorded. Would that be of benefit to him or not? I would say let him hear it. Yes. Because it would uh, do what is termed as do one of two things. Give him reassurance of some thoughts he has already had and a confirmation of such, it may help him make a decision. But do what is termed as usual in judgment as to whether you should or should not. My advice is let him hear it. Let him hear my words that I have said about his situation. And he will come to realize that he is more much more than his essence. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He is a beloved child. And he is loved by I, by Mother God, by all of the ascended masters, and of course by his beloved beloveds. But he will at least have the opportunity to experience and feel the love coming from my words and from Mother God's words. He shall be at peace. And Think he will know. That. Indeed. Thank you, Father God. Indeed. Debbie, you may even find um, that this opens the door to things he's been contemplating but not putting into words to the rest of you. It may allow him to express the thoughts he's been considering but never said out loud. So it could, this is a wonderful call. And he's very well, fortunate to have this call. Thank Indeed. you so much. And of course he will know that he has a body waiting for him. One of pure and complete painlessness. It may help him to make a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going I shall, to. I'm going I, to shall, cl- I shall do what is done to stand by on the side in case mm-hmm. there be other questions to be oh. asked. That's nice. There's a lot of background noise. Something sounds spacey. I will also There's say. I will also say that in, in terms of the revaluation, it is done once again, as I had said before. It was happening, it is happening, it is done. It has been done in what is termed as the Great Britain. And it has been going out to all the Commonwealth countries of Great Britain, which will include Canada. And then from Canada, America. Mm-hmm. So yes, the revaluation RV, as you term it, is done. And uh, <laughs> you shall see it straight forward. Well, so you'll I have to come and dance in the streets indeed. with us, Father God. Yes. <laughs> you'll We're have to come to and Mardi dance. Gras. <laughs> Again? Join our celebration, yeah. It's going to be Mardi Gras. Ah, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Shall be celebration everywhere. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can squeeze in a couple. We've only got 14 minutes left, but this was. Thank you so much, Father God. I'm. I am going to close your line right now, and uh, I tell you what. Um, to know if you want to speak, I'm going to ask uh, you or Zarea to. Uh, Press number one right now, uh, which will take your hand down. Yeah. Then if you show up with your hand up again, I'll know it. I'll know you want to speak. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. 
And um, let me see. Did I close that line? <laughs> he, I'm he sorry, I can't and, and help he you on the panel today. Yeah, that's okay. He he closed. Um, okay. Well, I'm still hearing the background noise. It's either you or me. Um, it might be my my blower. Yeah. I don't that see better? that I've got. Yeah, I don't know. It's that kind of a spacey sound. Okay, let's see who we can go to. Eeny, meeny, miny. Uh, I'm going to reopen 646, and let's see if we can squeeze in one or two more. Uh, 646 ending in 2360. Yes, hello, Catherine. How are you? Hi. Well, we there. want your name and Who's where this? you're calling from. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> Well, my name is Angelo, and um, again, beautiful call. Wow, thank you so much for all the uh, time you're, you're putting in for everybody. And um, I was at the event in New York, and it was very peaceful and, oh, and very yeah. healing. Thank you so much. Hi, Angelo. Hi. <laughs> so, um, I mean, on the subject of the uh, Mardi Gras uh, that St. Germain was talking about, the party in the streets, I'm just, um, I mean, just, I could just take it for what he said, um, but I guess it struck up curiosity that um, would it be, do you think, because of the RV or because um, maybe it's for all, maybe interdimensional, uh, maybe it's because we have a feeling from within, um, or maybe it's all of it, you know. I mean, is it that something will break that's obvious? Are you? I don't know what you're saying, what you're asking. Is well, it, I'm just on the subject. This is of not the, just a feeling; it's happening. Well, the party in the streets, the Mardi Gras. He said something about this weekend too. That you know. Yes. That this weekend, something about this weekend is going to be a, a beautiful feeling, and it's going to be one of the best weekends of your life. Something like that, he said, and um, and then he talked about Mardi Gras. So I'm just. I'm just thinking to myself, um, you know, how how what would strike that? Do you think? The RV. <laughs> okay. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've got 11 minutes left. I think we've clarified it, and maybe somebody might have a very urgent question. Uh, thank you, Angelo. And I'm Hello. going to... Okay. And here we go to area code 619, ending in 8808. Hello, precious ones. Hi. Hello. This is Sunshine from San Diego. And Hi, my question is for Hi, precious. My question is for St. Germain. What would your advice be at this point for us to use the big banks or the tier two or three banks and the credit unions? How how are they prepared at this point, the um, Tier 2 and 3 and credit unions? Are they ready for us? <laughs> well, I, I will... Um, this is St. Germain. I will suggest that you use all of the above, if necessary. <laughs> you, you can make some phone calls um, to check with your favorite smaller bank, but it may be um, necessary for you to go to a larger bank to do the original trade. 
And then, of course, uh, you can transfer all of your money as quickly Mm -hmm. as you wish to other accounts in other banks. So there's there's no way that they can actually stop it then. If we if we write a check to the other one, to the other bank, they have to honor it, correct? Yes, you uh, you will be sh- make sure that that there is no um, lingering NDA requirement at any <laughs> bank that you that you uh, go to. They do have some latitude, uh, and there's always the possibility that some bank manager might decide to slip in a clause that would benefit his particular bank, but (laughs) it's unlikely at this point. You can read your whatever they ask you for very carefully and, and notice if there's anything there that is designed to benefit the bank, you simply refuse. And then you they will they will relent because they know that they're not supposed to do that and you mm-hmm. will make your exchange and you are free to put the money anywhere you wish and of course that's a good idea to take it to your smaller banks your credit union mm-hmm. wherever you feel loyalty and and where people know your name. Credit unions are especially good. So, does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. And this afternoon on the call with Tony, they were saying that with the new contracts, if we take the contract rate, they're going to have us be responsible for everyone we give money to. I'm assuming from what you said in the past, they'll be so busy with uh, landings and everything else that that won't be a problem. Exactly. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Sunshine. Yes, okay, honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go to 917 area code ending in 1479. Uh, there you are. You're op- Uh-oh. It slipped. It, it slides just just as I'm hitting it. It slides. Okay, you're open. Hello. Fourteen seventy nine. Hello, it's Alex Mosherich. Yes. I'm from New York, uh, and I have the question to Father Mother God. I'm a physician, and uh, I do surgery, and uh, I use help of Mother God during my surgeries. And uh, I had the opportunity to speak uh, through the messenger with Metatron. And I asked him about many things about my life, and including reading of my DNA cell. And uh, my second part of the life is predicted completely different. I'm just wondering, is that going to be somewhat changed uh, uh, with the transition from the third dimension to fifth dimension? That's going to be the prediction will be pretty much the same. Uh, this is Mother God. Your the second half of your life you said is predicted to be completely different. Yeah, it's. I mm-hmm. said that my my life will be different from blue to crystal, and uh, my interest in life and uh, whatever I'm going to do is not going to be necessarily related to the doctor's work. It will be much more 
related to the uh, delinquent youth and uh, Indigo kids. Is that still there? And uh, it's supposed to be important for the next 100 years. And I'm just wondering, if we transition with the mother, uh, with the planet, to the fifth dimension, will it be still in effect or is it completely different? It sounds... Well, my dear, you're making distinctions that probably don't exist. Of course, everything will be completely different. You will have much more latitude, much more freedom to do what you wish, and your true interests will come to the fore immediately. Now, as you're, I believe you're referring to the, the change in your DNA, which, will, uh, which is already underway and which will create uh, a crystalline-based uh, body. This is happening, yes, and it will change everything. As soon as you see what happens with just with the revaluation, things will change dramatically. And with the landings and the mentorship that will be available to you, everything will change, of course. So be ready, beloved one, to fly, to do all the things you have always wanted, and more. You uh, will have not God. have. Yes. Uh, my question is still, I guess, more precise. I was told that my full enlightenment is coded for 62 years old. I'm 58 and a half right now. So it seems to me, and that was the, the old conversation was about one year and a half before. Obviously, Mikatron knew about the transition of the earth and of the transition from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. And as far as I understand, reading of my uh, cell is not, I mean, it's something which is written there. It's not, I mean, it, it is related to the other changes. But at the same time, she said that I have two colors. And one color is blue, which is right now. And another one will be at, at my 62 year anniversary. And that will be crystalline. And that's going to change me. It's almost like walk-in experience. And I'm just wondering, uh, he's supposed to know this probably a year and a half ago, right? So, uh, so how is that going to change? How is We're down to about three minutes, so, and we are handling uh, a personal mm. question, which we don't normally do. Yes, this is not... Um, this is a very complex question, and one that I think we don't have time to answer because it's so personal, but in general, yes, of course. Uh, we do not generally predict a moment in time for people's shift, but yes, you are in process, and these these events will unfold as they have been predicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is much which can also change does not have to be exactly at the moment that was predicted. You can speed up that process yourself. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you. I'm going to give Catherine these last two minutes here, 
Uh, and thank you, Mother God. Thank you so much. I'm thank closing you very much. This line. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine, let me see if um, if by any chance Father God's raised his hand. If not, he may want to join in saying the goodbyes. And I'll get the line Well, open. we can... Hmm. We can say good night to him as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not um go till the last second and lose our our recording. So we can say good night to everyone and heaps and and piles of blessings to everyone. <laughs> I think it is going to be a rip roaring week. <laughs> Catherine, and thank you for this call. You know, you you give so much, um, so much availability of wisdom uh, for all that you studied all these years. We're benefiting well, from it. You. So thank you, Catherine. Oh, I'm so glad to be able to do this. I feel so honored and blessed. I really do. So thank you all. And... I will be talking with all of you on Sunday on our call with Sananda at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. And I think we can look forward to something astonishing there, too. So have a fabulous, loving, wonderful, extraordinary week, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Anne. Good night, Catherine. Thank you again. And good night, Father God, and everyone on the call. (laughs) Good night. You could put the music on. (laughs) I'm trying. All of a sudden it dawned on me. How come Catherine doesn't have the music running? Because I can't see the panel. <laughs> I know, I forgot. Well, Sorry, I'm hitting it. Forgot about that. Jonathan, I'm hitting it, but nothing's happening. Hmm. Well, it takes a few seconds. It's all right. We'll just take a night and blow kisses to everyone. Yeah.